Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 23. It's the week of the European finals from last year. Last year's Euro final, last year's Euro final will be this year. How good. It's a matchup we've all been waiting for between two once great empires now shrunken to diving and rolling about on the floor in order to win football matches and loading all of their patriotism into that. Tommy's on the other end of the line. We're going to preview the, the final. We're going to talk maybe a bit about the other games. We've got our Euro uh, 11, I guess, our best 11 of the tournament maybe, or our personal 11s of the tournament to go through. We'll get stuck in straight away. Tommy, how you going? Oh, great. Get him, Sam. Fucking get him. Get him. Should we just get this out the way early? The uh, Our f- our feelings yeah. about the antics and the shithousery from teams. Shithousery is supposed to be funny. This was not funny. You know, in my mind before before we were going to record this, I was like, oh, we should probably bury this late, late deep in the pod. Not to alienate people, but no. Now let's get it out was of the not, way. I think it was not great. Uh, our listeners are of similar mind to us and will be agreeing that it's bullshit. It was the Sterling foul. Uh, just we've brought VAR in to make sure this shit doesn't happen. And why? Why is it still happening? Yeah. What? What? Where is the fundamental failing here? The guy, like the referee, didn't even look at the screen on the side. Do we not have the correct well, angles to I'm be able to show this? They've, they've just considered it not to be a, a clear and obvious error. I guess. You know, just, but, there is uh, yeah. this whole idea yeah, well, of. Once there's contact, it's automatically a foul. Just about every tackle would be a foul if there's contact, you know, if we're ruling it based on contact. Um, Between that and we had the Immobile incident against Belgium. Um, Basically, the last 10 minutes of Italy's game with Spain. Uh, You know, and Spain as well. We've noted Spain doing it throughout the tournament too. It's just... They have been culprits for sure. Um, I had this conversation with someone today. We were talking about how it's just tournament football. It's really annoying because we've been big. Uh, we've praised Italy a lot for their style of play and the way they've gotten to this point. And then it's like teams often do this in tournaments. They get through to the latter stages and it all goes out the window and it just becomes about winning at all costs, doing all the, that little bullshit stuff rather than just playing your best football, which is really annoying. It does. No, that's exactly how I saw it as well. It becomes more of like a contest and more of a battle than it is like a game of football. And that's kind of how the European uh, journalists, football journalists have been summarizing the game, especially the, uh, the Italy-Spain game. And they, they really reveled and enjoyed the last 20 minutes because they felt that it was just really reminiscent of like Italian and Spanish football. They kind of liked the historical context and all of that. Yeah. But I think for us and like for me as well, in my personal context, I'm like bleary eyed laying in bed watching this game on my phone. It's like six in the morning. Give me some good I'm football. Looking, yeah. And I'm looking at the last 20 minutes and thinking, this is fucking bullshit, man. This is some shit. Yeah. This is not, this is not a product. This is not like football. This is not what I want to watch. So yeah. It's funny. It's funny how you can have these contrasting and this European championships is for European people. So I have no 
I, yeah, I have no qualms with what they did or, you know, the methods in which they get through to the final, but it was not great to watch. <laughs> uh, no, definitely, definitely not good to watch. Um, <laughs> it, the Immobile one, especially, this sort of thing, I really just, if FIFA was serious, they could so easily just suspend people for this kind of thing. I know there's like a, you know, it's, you're heading into a gray area in trying to decide uh, how do you get to decide whether someone's injured or not, whether they're hurt. But, you know, if it's to the point of rolling around on the ground like that and then suddenly springing to your feet and running off, you know, that's pretty obvious. It's a pretty obvious attempt at deception and deceiving the referee. Um, If FIFA were serious, they would just look at it after the game and go, yep, Referee missed that. We've got it on tape, though. Clearly, look at you. Uh, suspended, you're out. Imagine that. And then Immobile misses the semifinal. Uh, he never does that ever again, I'm betting. I would, yeah, I wouldn't do it again. Because look at the opportunity that he's missed through, you know, a, it's blatant cheating. He's trying to deceive the referee. Like, yep. it's simulation. The referee has the power to book him in that in that instance. But I guess... The referee's really done the right thing. If it was me, if I was in the middle, I would have blown it up because I it almost looked like he was interfering with play by being on the ground as well. Not so much that the ball ever came, um, never touched him or he was never involved in the play. Yeah. But just like I, I noticed the Belgian defender, I think it's Vermaelen, had to look down to see where Immobile was on the ground before taking his position to try and yep. defend um, the striker coming through. It was it Barella? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, got no, no, I would have blown it up. I got no problem with play going on there. I just, it would have been if I was refereeing, it'd be a case of, uh, you know, they've got the goal, they're running back to the halfway line, and I'm whipping out a yellow card for a mobile eight, and he's going to go, What for? and the whole team's going to go up in arms, and they're going to say, Well, you're a diving flog, so here's your piece of cheese. <laughs> have that. You're gonna, you're gonna see some flipped wrists, man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Golami. But yeah, they uh, there's been a lot of it. You know, it. I got a bit annoyed this week as well. Listening to, I was listening to the Guardian pod talk about it, and they, there was a guy I can't remember who the guest was on there that absolutely teed off on Italy. Um, when this is the sort of thing we see, the likes of Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling do time and time again in the Premier League every single week, and we're just. You know, it's too easy to just bash the Italians for it, you know. It's quite stereotypical. Um, and I mean, for Sterling, um, especially in the in the Denmark game, he there was three there were three blatant occasions where he was feigning to play for penalties, like he's especially really even with it. the the instance of the own goal as well. Um, Sterling knows he's not gonna get the ball because Saka actually hasn't hit that well of a, a cutback, it's gonna miss Sterling. Um, but he throws his arms in uh, the for air the own and goal. kicks his flowing goal. Yeah, he's playing uh, for the penalty. Sterling who cuts it, isn't it? No, no, it's the other way. It's Sterling, Sterling in the middle. Sterling cuts it and Saka was... in the middle. Are you sure? No, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the reverse. Sterling was in the middle. I'm almost ready to wager money on this. Oh, having, how having, much just, you, how having much... just watched it two minutes ago. How much do you want to put on it? Uh, no, I don't want to put any money on it, but... I'm, I'm fairly. Fucking, I'm pretty certain. I was fairly sure Sterling uh, 
Oh, this is gold. Do you Sterling want to put, it, do you want to pull it up? I'm going to find it right now and we'll just keep talking yeah. while we get there. Let's, but let's, this is great. I'm, I'm fairly confident. Have you got anything to fill the air in the meantime? That's uh, how well, extremely I've, confident the I other, am. No. The other point I was going to make was, um, you know, that uh, Italy copying it against Spain, but that, that Spanish team, some of the names in there, if you look at, you know, we all know the, the antics Barcelona, UEFA Lona sides have gotten up to in the past, some of those guys. So to single out one team for it is pretty rough. I think it's just a general scourge on, on the game in general. On the, yeah, on the game for sure. Like the, uh, A general the Copa... scourge on the game in general. <laughs> what a well-constructed sentence. Yeah. Can't That's half tell you're trying to... Can't half tell you're trying to find something in the meantime. Um, uh, you look at the the coppers right now, the Copper Liber- uh, Americas, I should say, and there is... It's far more prevalent. I saw someone made a comment that the Euros has been much better officiated than the um, Americas, and I thought, yeah, that's probably a good... Uh, it's probably a good call given there was 10 yellow cards in the Argentina. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like what is going on out there, dude there and the Jesus challenge is just shit erupting. So I guess it's not all bad in that instance, but there's, I mean, it was funny. They picked, they picked it up on the guardian pod today, actually um, about what do we do now that England are the ones acting like the Italians. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do you do? Um, so I found it. Uh, I would have been the one that sent off Kieran Gibbs instead of Oxlade Chamberlain in that Arsenal Chelsea game a while ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got that the wrong way around. It was definitely, definitely suck at a Sterling. And you're right, I didn't see that the first time, but Sterling is throwing his arms up in the air and going to the ground before anything even happens. Preach he's shit. playing for the penalty. Yeah, he's playing Get for up. the pen. Why don't you just stay, stand up and score the goal? God, does my head in. All right. It really does. There's, and it comes, it, this is what I was saying at the beginning of the season, abolish penalties. Because we are, by rewarding players, and especially in these games, like you said, they're turning into battles and they're more contests than football. Not this again. Players are looking for, they're, they're looking for absolutely anything. <laughs> and there's a, there's a really good, it's almost like a thesis article on it. This guy called... Um, Paul Doyle has written this incredible thing about how penalties are just such an uneven um, blight on the game because like there's like a 75 to 80% chance you're going to score from it. Yeah. And you're really just ruling really indiscriminate, weak, nothing fouls and you're getting such a huge advantage. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I think. It just has to come back to the refereeing and stuff. It's just got to be better. I think it feels like you have a lot of referees that have never played the game. Mm-hmm. And so their mm-hmm. idea of a foul is very different to what player's idea of a foul is and attackers know that and they try to exploit that i think i don't know there just there has to be a way we can just improve that we might leave all that uh nonsense there though we can jump straight yeah, into previewing, this, uh, <laughs> previewing the final monday morning 4 30 a.m uh wembley stadium england italy england at home who you got? Is it going to rome uh this You've said flip of the coin, I think, uh, for Many most times. of Italy's games. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. This is the genuine flip of the coin. Yeah. Who knows? Honestly, who knows? I, if I was going to lean towards anyone, I would say England, just because yeah. they're defensively better. I'm leaning a little that way too. 
Um, I was have I don't know. It is really tough. I feel like Italy. It'll sound weird saying this, but Italy probably look more dangerous in attack than England have this tournament. But both have been generally pretty sound. Although Donnarumma's had a pretty big tournament in goals for Italy, so he'll probably have to be pretty big again. He uh, looks massive between the six yeah, right now. He does. He's um he's impressive, <laughs> and we in one of our episodes towards the end of the Serie A season we talked about him. But he's at his age to be have played the amount of games he has for both club and country is crazy. He's got such a big career ahead of him. At such a high level as well. He hardly did the go out loan, lower league stuff, maybe play for a lower, uh, lower uh, mid-table Serie A side or anything he's like that. He's basically been Just playing thrust into it. first team for AC Milan since he was like 17. Um, it's a pretty big deal. Incredible. But it's incredible. Yeah, I think he'll probably have to have a big game again. Because Italy's defense, while it is, it it can look so rock solid. Sometimes they have these moments where they go to sleep for for patches of the game. Um, yeah, they just they don't have the same sharpness those centre backs as they used to have. But yeah, I, I I'm leaning just towards England for sure. Yeah, the the centre back partnership, Chiellini and. Um... Uh, is Benucci. Yeah. They are definitely going to have their hands full with Harry Kane. With the, his movement is just outstanding this tournament. I think that's been, he's scored goals now as well. He's backed it up and he's got four goals now. Well, now now um, that he's woken up a bit. Cause I thought he's definitely been kicked into gear. I think the first two group games, he looked very lazy, looked unfit to be honest just standing about and he's come into it. He's, we all know his quality. So. Yeah. His ability, especially in the Denmark game to drop into spaces between the like attacking third and the midfield third. Uh, it's going to cause those two particularly headaches and there are going to be spaces in behind to exploit. And you're going to see Sterling and Sucker again, just run amok, I think. Yep. It's, um, um, it's interesting if- that. Yeah. Go on. I was going to say, if, you, if you're going to talk about a big goalkeeping performance, uh, we just saw one by Kasper Schmeichel. Uh, if yeah. anyone else can, if anyone else can replicate that, it's Donnarumma. So, you know, I, yeah. I would bank on him actually having a massive, massive game. Yeah, I've got a in that goalkeeper discussion. I've got another one in my mix because I've got a different keeper in my my eleven for the tournament. But there was a three or four names that were in there. Um, Oh, I was shit. Say, I'm, starting to, yeah. I'm starting to think we've picked the same one now. Uh, yeah, we might have. We might have, but that's okay. We can talk about <gasps> the position in general. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now, but oh, about the England wingers. It's remarkable, really, that we've... Uh, I don't know. Sancho is just... Uh, yeah, he hasn't played. Uh, just non-existent. Yeah. What, what is has happening? He, has he featured at all? Come on at all because I haven't watched. I think many he briefly. I think he did briefly come on in one of the group stage games. I, I yeah. think it's crazy but because other than that, because he was so hyped going into the tournament. Yeah, because I think um, someone like Sterling, as good as Sterling is, his finishing is what lets him down. Um, mm-hmm. But someone like Sancho, I feel like he can do everything Sterling does, but better. But I don't know. Sterling's obviously Southgate's man, so he gets the 
he gets the nod. I've got to say, I think Sterling's been really good and he is the prime player for um, the Euros, like best player of the tournament. Yeah, I think I think he's probably getting it. If, if England win this final, I think he gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, if England don't win, who do you think gets it? I still think Sterling. You still think Sterling will get it? Yeah, unless someone I don't think, has a huge I don't think an final. Italian player can win it now that Spinazzola is injured. That's true. Whether, Unless... or not, whether they would have given it to a left back anyway, I don't know. Potentially. Pro- probably not. Didn't Jordi Alba get it for Spain? I could be making Can't remember. Can't remember. Now, I was going to refer to your Chiesa bet. I think if yeah. anyone in the Italian team actually could um, win the player of the tournament, it's probably him. And if he has a massive so. final, boom. Yeah, I was looking at his stats for the uh, definitely for the knockout phases. He is rated hugely. You know, eight out of yeah. ten performances everywhere. Um, Just his, the Belgian game let him down, but otherwise he didn't play good. in the group stage. He Which came probably off, be why <laughs> came off the bench a couple of times, so that'll hurt him. When I looked at the odds the other day, because I looked, I got him at twenty threes at the start of the tournament. I expected him to start on that right wing in, ahead of Berardi, but uh, you had him at twenty threes, and it, it had gone up to eighty six. Holy so, hell. Yeah. But yeah, if he has a big final, he's in the mix. If he gets a goal, like a decisive goal or something, I know they love giving stuff like that to players that have, you know, crucial moments, like just big moments, not necessarily yeah. their overall play throughout the tournament. So who knows? I was thinking if he walked the game and scored a hat-trick, then they would probably definitely give it to him. Like that's how big he's got to go to win it. But hey, yeah, yeah. you're in a cup fight. Anything yeah. can happen. And he is a player of, you know, significant quality. And if the Italian midfield can, you know, outfox Rice and Phillips, um, there could be trouble. There could be trouble. Yeah. I think I reckon England's uh, centre backs and definitely the the spaces behind the fullbacks can be got at if right if that partnership, the defensive midfield partnership, can be dismantled. All credit to Gareth Southgate. I think he has tactically just performed incredibly with this team. Yeah, I, I don't really understand the hate he gets from England fans. I feel like they're a fan base that never be happy. He like they're constantly questioning his selections and uh, team choices, but his results since he's taken over as their manager has been been great. Got him to what the World Cup semi final as well. They yeah. were just undone by a, like a freak Croatia side. Um, they were on one that tournament. They were absolutely on one. And they may well just, they're probably, they'd be favourites to take home the Euros. Yeah, I would marginally lean in their favour for sure. I, It's just, it, I think it's so refreshing to see Southgate, you know, in absence of all the previous managers before him, pick players that fit a system. And that's the kind of thing that I really fucking love. And you're looking at players... Yep. In the past, would not have ever been considered. And we're talking about KP, obviously, from Leeds and Rice, yep. uh, Aston Villa hero. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jack Grealish, the actual Aston Villa hero. Aston West Ham. Aston West Ham. West Villa. But, but there's guys like that occupying, and who, you know, they've played almost every minute of this tournament. They're yep. so crucial to this team, the way they tick over. Uh, I was looking at KP's stats the other day. He's got like, it was the obscure stats, but it's like the most 
uh, forward half incursions from midfield in the tournament. And it's like the most completed passes into an attacking third in the tournament. And like little stuff like that, that make the team work in an attacking third. Yep. So their balance is just superb. And to only conceded one goal the entire tournament. And they've beaten every single team they've played on XG so far. They are fully deserved, despite the Sterling incident, fully deserved to be in this final. Yeah, 100%. A uh, little tidbit. If, I like this. If Italy lose in extra time or on penalties, is their unbeaten run still intact? Uh, yes. I tend to say yes because mm-hmm. that's how it works. Uh, 90 minutes to draw. That's how it's worked for every game before it. Yep. Fair. That wasn't very exciting, was it? But yeah, I just wanted to... <laughs> Did you think I disagree? Well, I know, no, I was I just... going to bring up... I know I was people... going to bring up quick... Yeah, go on. No, finish this because I got something... Well, I was just going to say, I know... I've, I've managed to really wind people up before by saying Milan never lost the match in the 2005 Champions League final. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't lose the match. They drew the match 3-3 and then lost... On penalties. On pens. They lost yeah. the cup. And that's true. That's they lost true. the trophy. They didn't lose the match. The match was a draw. So there you no, go. That's true. That's, all I that's how that's how we work on it. All right. Oh, that's good. Did you have something you wanted to add before I cut you off with that useless information? Oh yeah, it's totally in my mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So our final Oh no, no, I've got it. I've got it. I've got, got it. The um you know how you can have, you know how on Wikipedia they have an unofficial world football championships where they yeah, map, yeah. it's almost like boxing. Yeah. Team, so nation by nation. The, yeah. The current holders are Italy. Wow. How is that? Because who they've gone they... 33 games unbeaten. Yeah. But who did they beat that had it? I don't know. I haven't traced it back that far. Yeah. It would have been, it would have just been someone. Yeah. Could have been anyone. They started could some anyone. run. Yeah. It could be anyone, yeah. Yeah, right, well. So we're also so playing we're... for the unofficial world champion. So if England win, <laughs> they're world champions as well. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Don't, nobody tell them that. Nobody tell oh, them Jesus. that. Oh, Jesus. Okay, um, so maybe just uh, your final, if we had to go a prediction and scoreline, uh, what are you going? England 3-1. I'm going Harry England. Kane two and Calvin Phillips one. I'm going England two one. Yeah. Um, Harry Normal Kane. Time. Harry Kane one. Uh, Harry Kane two. Sorry, and then uh, I think Insigne will get one late mm. to mm-hmm. put a bit of pressure on, uh, but they won't have time to get the equaliser or something like that. You know, they'll just yeah. That's what I got. England two one. All right. Yep. So beautiful. Do we want to get stuck into our? This could take us a bit because I know we like to fly off into discussion, but we're going to do our team of the tournament. It may they yep. may not necessarily be the best players of the tournament. They're some personal picks, maybe. Um, obviously, because we haven't watched every game. I've watched more of some teams, and you've watched more of some other teams. Exactly. Um, We'll just start with so I'm going a I'm going a four three three and we'll start with the goalkeepers. What have you got? I have Danny Ward of Wales. And your shape is 
Oh, four three three as well. Yeah, it doesn't matter where I'm going to copy you. Okay, so you've gone. You've gone for Danny Ward from Wales. Danny Ward, for- yeah. Okay, so you were worried we'd have the same. Uh, we do not have the same because I have Jan Sommer of Switzerland. Oh, right. Okay. When you yeah. said it wasn't going to be Schmeichel or Donnarumma, I was like, oh, fuck, we picked the same one. I th- well, I thought no, you I- would have Schmeichel. Yeah, yeah, I went with Ward because he made um, 18 saves overall in the comp. Yeah, Conceded six and four. And he was just, he just was instrumental in so many of Wales group games, keeping them, abs- like just keeping them in it. And he progressed them through to the next yep. phase of the tournament. Keeping I them just- alive. Yeah, exactly. He, he was he was probably Wales' best player of the tournament for sure. For sure. Think, oh my god, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So he was in the mix, but I had him behind that group of Sommer, Schmeichel. Um, I actually didn't have Schmeichel. I'd Schmeichel probably fourth. Uh, uh, with Ward, and he had Sommer and Donnarumma. Donnarumma, I thought was has had a wicked tournament as well. But yeah, nice. Interesting. We went no Pickford. Uh, I just don't like the guy. <laughs> it's a personal thing. I just thing. don't like the guy. Has he been that That's good? That's fair. He made some good saves in the, um, was it the semi-final? He's kept the, or the most quarter? clean sheets. Yeah, yeah his, uh, I know. He's kept the most quarter. clean sheets, but Croatia gave him nothing to do. Scotland gave him nothing to do. Um, nothing. You know, that's fine. Uh, so we'll go, we'll go down right back through to left back, but who's your right back? Joachim Merla from Denmark. The Danish also right back. Atalanta, yeah. Also Atalanta, big He's tournament. Actually, for, yeah, big tournament for Atalanta. It is, yeah, it is actually because I was considering another one of their players for left back, and they've obviously scored. What was yep. it? They've scored four different players have scored for them uh, or five. Five different Atalanta five. players scored at the tournament. Yeah, That's unreal. They've had a huge tournament, dude. Yeah, um, he has. I'm I'm cheating here because I'm going to pick two left backs, but I'm going to play this guy right back. That's fine. He's probably, he's predominantly played left wing back. Um, and he's been just such a driving force of, you know, uh, Denmark's attacking threat. And also his crosses into the box have just been yep. an absolute nightmare for defenses to deal with. Really enjoyed watching him play. Really enjoyed watching this whole Denmark team play. They've been great. Yeah. No, great pick. Mine was uh, Thomas Mounier from Belgium. I think Nice. he had, I kind of gave him a bit on here. For his time at Dortmund this year, he's had a, he had a bit of a stinker. He was a big money move from PSG, replacing a club legend in Lucas Piszczek. Um, had a like a honking season, really, absolutely horrible. <laughs> Ended up being dropped when he wasn't injured, and then he seems to have just turned it around. He held his spot in this Belgian side, and uh, he played pretty good. Had a good tournament. Not probably not the best right back in the tournament, but he's the one I saw a bit of and. Was solid. Yep. There's probably notable admissions to Kyle Walker, maybe. And yeah, this is the thing. When we we're considering it, we thought, ah, has there really been a head and shoulders right back that An is influential absolutely right back? Yeah. yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Yep. So give us uh, one. Give us one of your center backs. Uh, the first one I would pick is Laporte. Laporte from Spain. Spain. Laporte. Yep. Yeah. He just missed out for me. Nice, yeah. Obviously French, but you know that's cool. We've seen it happen with Diego Costa. These yep. they've changed the rules. This can happen now, whatever. He, I thought he had a really good tournament. He was really strong at the back, marshaled everything coming out, uh, scored goals from set pieces, and also just drifting forward randomly. 
Yep. Spain obviously shipped a lot of goals, um, but I thought it was between him and Delict. I thought, but because of what happened with the red card, I just opted for Laporte. And you know, Spain made Spain made the semi-finals, so that's yep, that's a pretty good fair. run. Um, I. Yeah, I quite like Laporte. A big fan of him at City. One of the few Man City players I really like. Um, my one of my centre backs is Kufal, the oh, cool. uh, yep. the Czech Czech centre back. Um, yeah, only because I saw a few of their games and he was pretty solid through most of them. Um, thought he had a good put a put in a good showing. Um, again, really tough. I can't think of many centre backs that were head and shoulders above uh Laporte probably was one um I didn't want to have I tried to think outside the square a little bit there but um yeah my other one I had was the Danish captain Simon Kaya as he says nice, it's pronounced yeah. yep Kaya big deal that yeah no, well, I think um I think the Czech guy's a really good pick that's really good yep what are we gonna say about Kaya oh well just they uh yeah Kaya, apparently, they, uh, he was at Atalanta, I think, this season after going out on loan from Milan. Um, Serie A commentators called him Kier, and then he came out and said his name's Kaya, apparently. So uh, it's Kaya. If anyone's wondering how to say that A-E that the Danes have in their name that blends together, Google it because I'm still not 100% clear on it, but I think it's an <laughs> er, I think it's an er sound. But there we go. How do you pronounce the OG in brackets next to his name in the uh, England-Denmark game? Who's rather centre-back? <laughs> that was pretty... That was a low blow. It was really low. Uh, I've had to go with uh, Chiellini, I thought. Chiellini. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you did because I wanted to put him in, but I didn't want you to think I was being Italy biased. That's why I've ended up with go. Kufal. <laughs> but yeah, Chiellini has had a monster. Had to be. Yeah. I've actually got in my notes here, refer to Sam, because I assume that you would have him in there. Yeah. Well, I wanted to. Um, I didn't want no, people what did to you accuse like about me of too much like bias, but I just, um, this guy, I don't know. He just gets, he's, <laughs> he just looks so old and so has been, but he's just such a big leader. His captaincy especially is huge for this side. And you look at the way he's a big part of why this Italian squad is so, like their camaraderie and stuff that we keep seeing lots of videos are coming out online of them all hanging out together. And the way he celebrates making a tackle or making a block or something to keep the game going um, or to keep his team in the game, just I just love it. So I had to put him in. He's gold. He's such great value on TV. The fans love him. He's been involved in all sorts of mishaps now with like the security trying to escort him back into the stands. Uh, that was just... Bonucci, but yeah. Oh, I knew that as well. As soon as I got into it, I was like, like you've picked the wrong thing. Italian. You've yeah. picked the wrong guy. No, Chiellini looks like the nightfield manager of Tony and Muggs. And I like that. I like that about him. Yeah. He's been fantastic. So... We'll move across now to the left-back position where I have a feeling we have both picked the same player, even though there were pro- there were two that I could have gone with. But would you like to What reveal- were your other ones first? No, what were your other ones first? Well, it was Luke Shaw is the one that missed out. Okay, I could, have, yep. I could have very easily had Luke Shaw. I think he's had an immense tournament. Um, 
probably could have just played the first game against Croatia if Southgate hadn't shoehorned Trippier into left back and just played him at right back. But there had to be a reason for that. Still, no one's really brought to light why you would need Trippier there over Luke Shaw. But yeah, he's been immense. In the semi final, he was, you know, close to the best on ground, if not the best on ground. Yeah. He's, um, he maybe should be the left back, but we've got a hard on for Spinazzola. So, yeah, 100%. It could have been Luke Shaw, but it's going to be Spinazzola because he was, like we just said before, he could have been in the mix for player of the tournament had he not been injured. He's been incredible in every one of Italy's games he's played in. Horrible to see him get this injury because he is a, he's a player that's had injuries like this in the past. He's had MCLs. He's had injuries like that. He's still only, I think he's 26 or 27. But this looks like now another long-term injury. And it's a big part of why his career never really worked out at Juventus. And they ended up letting him go out to Roma. And yeah, it kind of sucks that he's picked up another injury like this when he was in such good form as well for the national team. Yeah, it's it's a really, it's just so sad for him because he's such he's a guy with such immense talent and... He's had the opportunities and his body's failed him. And the thing, when this happens now and it happens recurring, it doesn't look good for the future. So all we can do is just revel in the fact that we've seen him at his absolute peak, I think, playing this European tournament. And he was great. He was so great to watch. Yep. Uh, I guess the plus side for him is being Italian, he might just be really good when he's 36. So in like, in, like three world, in like three World Cup time... <laughs> He could be like the star of the show. We never know. He could be Chiellini. By then, we could have some crazy reconstructive fucking medial ligament uh, yeah. technology and everyone is just juiced in their <laughs> calves like <laughs> with this bionic fluid. So in your 4-3-3, have you gone with a holding midfielder? I was just going to say quick, did we do your second centre-back or did we skip over it? Yeah, no, I had Kufau and Kier. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I've captain. gone. I think I've gone with a holding midfielder, but he could easily play in like a midfield three because I've got like a left center and a right center midfielder. As, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well. So we've got like a holding midfielder and two. Yeah. You know, like a, a four, three, three holding yeah, FIFA would much. call it. Yeah. Four, three, three FIFA. Holding, yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing we probably have the same guy in this position. What DM? Yep. I don't think we do. You don't think we do? <laughs> what have you got? What have you got? No, you go no, first. You go first. <laughs> I've got Calvin Phillips. I've got Calvin Phillips. I knew you'd have Calvin Phillips. Oh, really? But I couldn't I not pick him. pick him. I had to pick. How could I not pick him? He's Thank been you. immense. This guy oh, has just—he's like English Conte right now. He just runs <laughs> everywhere, everywhere, and he's like twice the height and build of Conte as well. He's an absolute monster in the middle of the park he bullies opposition attackers bullies opposition midfielders he just cuts out he's running everywhere he's his passing is great too um yeah i don't really know what else to say about him you said everything i'm just i'm so glad people get to see what i get to watch every week with this guy because he and there's a reason leads lose when calvin phillips isn't in the team it's because yep. this is how good he is and I still, for some reason, I still don't think the English media is highlighting just enough how integral he's been to this performance, but he might no. just be one of the unsung heroes that, and yeah. he's just, he's so pumped for this. 
there, there was a, there's this great photo when Harry Kane uh, scored the the rebound from the penalty. He's in the corner with Grealish and Sterling. They're all celebrating with each other, and like KP is by himself celebrating with the England fans. Like he is standing in front of the crowd, geeing them up. Yeah, a solitary figure. And I was like, that's why he plays. He yeah. doesn't play for himself. He plays for the people that are in the stands. Like, hundred percent. I think we've seen that with him in the Leeds documentary as well. The Amazon mm. doco. Take his, us, take us home. His, his connection to the fans and stuff of the teams he plays for. Um, Southgate deserves credit for sticking with this guy as well and for actually going out and picking him and recognizing the influence this guy can have on a team with his work rate because I feel like it's a, le- it's a selection. If England lose, he could well get criticized for because, you know, he's not a flashy superstar, does the tricks and turns. He's just a proper work rate midfielder who just does the simple things right all the time. Yeah. A guy that a guy that is actually needed in the team, like you're James Milner at Liverpool or you know, you're Patrick Vieira at Arsenal, like yep. a guy that just works and controls the game. Like you need or Busquets for Spain. Busquets was yep. the other one that he missed out for me. And I thought I thought he was fucking immense against Italy. And I was really, I was always going to pick KP, but Busquets I thought was great. And that's such a cap on what a wonderful career he has had. He's just been fucking great in that role. Yeah. He's someone that um, I really, like we were talking about earlier with the, uh, like the flopping and rolling around and stuff. I've always hated that about Sergio Busquets, but in terms of his actual football ability and his career, absolutely immense. Incredible. But um, so he's he almost yeah, he almost redefined that role. He redefined that DM role with Barcelona because he it made them before with Vieira and Makaleli. It was very much defensive stoicness, a guard for the defense, and then just play simple balls to the guys that know how to play. But yeah, Busquets, you know, changed it. Yeah, he made it a ball playing role. So yeah, great player, great career. So can I get one of your center midfielders, please? That'll be playing in yes. there with Phillips. Yes, yes, yes. I went with Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. Yeah. I he Yeah, what did you go? I had um well, I was just going to say on De Bruyne, I've got his name here with a question mark. Um he's not in my initial 11 and then I thought, oh, is he because he could play center mid or on the wing? But um mm, oh yeah, good call. But yeah, give us your reasons for picking Kevin De Bruyne. I thought even carrying that injury into the game against Italy in the quarterfinal, the way that he sprung forward with the ball and just exploited spaces and uh, his assist ratio for this tournament was great. I think he's the second most assist getter for the tournament. You know, he didn't play all that often. Belgium obviously haven't advanced beyond the quarterfinal stage. He's, I think he's probably the best or the, he's the best midfielder in the world for sure. And it was great to watch him this tournament. Yep, for sure. Uh, the things he can do, he's just complete X-factor player. Mm-hmm. He's one of those, like, you know, we need someone to do something magical. Do something magical, Kevin. Incredible. We talked about him the other week on our pod about um, his career and how it just kind of blew up out of nowhere. No one yeah. could ever picture him becoming this player after he left, like, he was at Chelsea and then at Wolfsburg. And now he's just this absolutely unstoppable machine who captains his country and captains Manchester city. So. Yeah. It's unreal. wild. It's such a wild story and he's a great player. seems like a good guy. So 
all the best to him. Hopefully he can just kick these injuries and kick on. So my, my first midfielder is a bit of left field, this one, but it's Steven Zuber, the Swiss and Eintracht Frankfurt center midfielder. Uh, because wow, he's Swiss. His, yeah, his influence in the games he has played has been pretty good. Um, four assists in the four games he's played. Um, had to stick him in there really for that. A lot of distance covered as well. He's a pretty solid, he's one of those, um, another one kind of like Phillips. It's just work rate and getting about. Plays. He's lesser known because he plays for, obviously because he plays for Switzerland, but also because he plays for Frankfurt in Germany. But he's a big part of, I think he's a big part of why Switzerland impressed so much this tournament. Yeah, definitely. No, they were a real surprise packet for me this tournament. Um, I didn't see them advancing as far as they did, nor did I think that I would enjoy watching them as much as I did. Um, and there was, he was definitely a highlight of the tournament for me as well. No, yeah, that's a good pick as well. Definitely with the four assists too, like instrumental yeah. to his side progressing. Yeah. Um, Much so, the same as Kev. So who was your other center midfielder? Well, I wanted to pick uh, Barella, which I thought perhaps you also had. I didn't have Barella, no. No. Interesting. Who did yeah. you go with? Uh, I've got Emil Forsberg. Yeah, he was Sweden up there. and uh, Red Bull Leipzig midfielder. Sweden scored five goals this tournament. And he got four of them. Uh, I toyed with this a bit because, yeah, he could have. I could have probably picked Barella or De Bruyne in the midfield and had Forsberg on the wing. Yeah, but um, I had a feeling you'd have De Bruyne anyway, so I've gone with Forsberg there. Um, Good shout. Yeah, well, that's pretty much all that needs to be said about him. He carried Sweden in this tournament uh, yeah. completely on his own, just about. Um, so why have you gone with Nico Barella? I was going to say, won you a nice uh, nice summer cash as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, top scorer for Sweden at 11s. Good man. Yeah. I just went with Barella because he's made everything tick in this tournament. It could have been Varadi as well. I think they've both been fantastic in that uh, central midfield role. You know, against Spain, there was obviously a tactic to let them have the ball and just let them dictate. They were going to try and turn it over in a, in their attacking third, their defensive third. And yeah. so that's okay. I can forgive that. I thought against Austria, he was the guy that got them out of trouble. And that was probably the defining game for them because Italy could easily have crashed out like France did, like Germany did, like all these other teams did. Um, but they were resilient and they held on and he, uh, he scored a great goal in that game. And Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's pretty much it. I think, yeah, if you're ever going to have one game that defined the tournament and a player that actually broke the tournament apart, I think that was the game. Yeah. He, um, Barella, uh, you know, he's never going to be in the mix for it, but in reality, should be in the mix for like, you know, Ballon d'Or chat, really, because he, people will laugh at that, but honestly, he was probably along with Lukaku probably Inter's most important player this season, winning mm-hmm. the Serie A and stopping Juve's run of nine in a row. And now he's a crucial part of this Italian side that's gone 30, you know, something games unbeaten and uh, playing in a final in a few days' time. So, yeah, worthy pick. Yep. I'm pretty happy with that midfield three. I think they could beat everyone in the world. Probably beat my midfield three. <laughs> oh, that would be cool to line them up, actually, playing yeah. in FIFA. Um let it sim out. How do you want to do this front three? You want to start with your right winger or left winger? Uh, I got right winger first. And I right also, I, I kind of cheated. 
Did you cheat? Because I why? Yeah, because I couldn't think. I, I don't know. I couldn't think of a right winger that I liked that much. Yeah, I put Ronaldo there because I okay. wanted to have Ronaldo in there. I put, but I, I didn't put, want him up front. I put Sterling there. Yeah, fair. I've got yeah. I've got Sterling on the left. It okay. could go interchangeable, I suppose. I, I definitely pick Sterling though. I've got Sterling on the right wing just because of who I have on the left wing. But Sterling, I found it difficult to leave out, even though I don't really like the guy, but I think he is, he's a player that he cops a lot of shit. This guy, um, diving aside, he cops, he cops a lot of shit for his football ability, which I don't really understand. I know his finishing is not the best, but this guy runs his ass off all the time and he creates so much. He's just another kind of X factor player. Sometimes he needs a few chances to put one away, but he's, uh, he's kind of, um, well, he's, he's kind of helped Southgate in his performances, really, because Southgate st- had stuck his neck on the line, picking him over Sancho and a few of the others, like Grealish, Foden, and he's come with the goods. He's banged in some goals. He really has delivered at, uh, big at exactly the right time. Yeah, he's yeah. a big game player, clearly. Yeah, I remember being um, I remember being at the, the friendly, the Real Madrid Man City friendly in Melbourne at the MCG. Yeah, and whenever Raheem Sterling touched, it must've just been when he had signed for city from Liverpool. And whenever he touched the ball, the entire crowd booed him. Did you imagine yeah, traveling to the other side of the world and getting booed by a hundred thousand people at a, at a cricket oval? <laughs> no, I don't really understand. Yeah. It was so busy, dude, but the boos were deafening. It was like Adam Goods was playing, dude. It was yeah. like- <laughs> unreal. So worthy, worthy pick Sterling, but yours also. Um, you said you wanted Ronaldo in there. You couldn't leave him out. Can't leave him out. What a yeah. tournament. Uh, did anyone expect him to actually do that? I don't think so. <laughs> this guy just keeps amazing me. Like continuously amazes me every time. Every time I tune in and words. see like watch a Juve game or watch their highlights or something or see a Portugal game, it's like, oh my God, it's Ronaldo. And you just kind of have to step back for a second and go, <laughs> this is, you know, we don't need a debate about him and Messi, but he is one of the two greatest players to ever play the game. And it's just unreal. Every time you sit yeah, back and what, just watch the things he does. One of the two greatest I've ever seen play. Like, yeah. And that's all I'm going to mark it on. I didn't watch Pele. I didn't watch Maradona, so I can't yeah. say. But these are the two greatest for sure. And we've seen what Messi is doing in the Copper right now as well. Yeah. Um, if, this if is Pele, crazy. If Pele was around now, we'd call him an MLS hack. <laughs> Wouldn't we? <laughs> Probably. He'd be in the Carlos Vela territory. <laughs> Carlos, <laughs> Pele is Carlos Vela. <laughs> How insulting is that? Uh, to which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Ronaldo, this tournament stood up again. Uh, who did they get knocked out by Portugal? He may I well. I can't remember right now. Was it Switzerland? No, they beat France, right? Yeah. He may well finish as the top scorer of this tournament. He's uh, top scorer right now. Yeah, well, he's equal top scorer. Yeah, but they he's played he's played less minutes, so he would win it. Yeah, he's played one less game, and yep. I think do they go to assists if the goals are level no, as no. well? No, they go by uh, minutes played. I'm pretty sure. Do they? That's okay. how Tor- that's how Torres yeah. won it all those years ago. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so your other winger, Sterling. your left winger is Sterling. Yeah. So, yeah. 
do you do you want to? We've already kind of gone over Sterling. You want to go over it again? Yeah, we've said it. He's got, he's going to be he's going to be the player of the tournament. Um, he's just been immense. Yeah, he ran he out 120 minutes in the Danish game this morning. Tournament. Yeah, there was like in yeah. the 119th minute, he was still bombing on beyond the fullback, trying to get in behind and having shots on goal. Like he's been great. He's been great. Yeah. He probably he probably does score in the final, you know. Probably. Probably. Big game player pops up. Um, so my the last player, my striker, I had a bit of trouble with this one because could have been Ronaldo, could have been Lukaku. Harry Kane's got the goals now, but I was never picking him just on his overall play compared to the others. Uh, it's probably an obvious pick, but I've ended up on Patrick Schick. Yeah, ditto. That's where I went. Yeah, I just... <laughs> It's hard not to include hard someone like to. this who scored not just, um, you know, scored some incredible goals this tournament. Uh, a couple of really good strikers goals. That one from halfway as well. Um, yeah, he's scored some guy, all-time goals. You're going to yeah, talk about him forever. This is a guy whose club form over the last few years has been like really sporadic. 25, he's only 25. But it feels like he's been around for 10 years now. And it just has never really clicked for me. Like he he went on a run where he scored a bunch of goals. I can't remember who for. And then got like a got like a move and then moved again. And it just the goals haven't really flowed for him. And then he comes to this tournament and he scored more goals this tournament than he's scored in the last season and a bit. <laughs> he's just lit it up out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I have to concur with absolutely everything you said. We could have picked Harry Kane. Um, but, uh, you know, you could have picked Renato up top. But for me, this guy was the the striker of the tournament, without a doubt. Came yep. onto the scene out of nowhere. Banged in really good goals, high-quality goals. Goals that you're going to replay in, you know, 20 years, 30 years, looking back on this tournament. Yep. Brilliant. I think it was brilliant. Yeah, he had to get it. The other one I really considered was... Karen Benzema, but France getting True. knocked out earlier than they should have been. I just, from a personal point of view for Karen Benzema, from his, you know, for his sake, um, at his age, just kind of really showing his value still and why he really, everyone always talks about why he was such a big part of Ronaldo's success at Real Madrid because he, you saw, you could see what Ronaldo does at Juve, trying to do that with Marata just doesn't work because Murata's not no. on the same level as this guy. Karen Benzema, awesome. Um, big move by Deschamps to get him back in the team. And I think it, it he rewarded his selection. Just It's a shame France just could not go on with it. They're not good enough in the end. Yeah, everything else went to shit. He, he went um, to sleep. They were 3-1 up in a quarterfinal and just went to sleep. Yeah, threw it What's away. That? Yeah. He, I think if they were in the final now, he would probably be the top scorer in this competition. The round, round of, that he was going at. Yeah, round of 16, sorry, not quarter final, but yeah. So he scored yeah. four goals up to the round of 16. Um, yeah. Didn't I play a quarter, didn't play a semi. Seven by now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but shit gets it. I'll just run through mine now to wrap it up, but um, just finishing my lineup, people can decide who's is, uh, who's is better, but... Who would win? Who would win? So in goals, I've got Jan Sommer of Switzerland. Across the back four, I've got Munier, Kufau, Kier, and Spinazzola. Calvin Phillips, Steven Zuber, Emil Forsberg, Raheem Sterling, 
Um, we didn't go through my my left winger, but um, I was just thinking that, but I got it wrong before when we were talking about the <laughs> centre back. So I was like, I could be wrong again. Yeah, no, we didn't go through my left winger. Uh, I just realised. So I had Sterling on the right wing, Schick up front, and then I ended up with Lorenzo and Signe at left wing because I think he's great. Been, call, yeah. I think he's been excellent as well. He doesn't have the goals to his name, but he's played awesome. Um, his but the goals up, he has scored have been yeah. just been unreal. The goal yeah. against Belgium was a thing of beauty. And his link up with Spinazzola as well for those first few games. Well, until Spinazzola got injured. Um, yeah, excellent. This guy's a gun. He's still only 26 or 27 as well. So in three World Cups time, he could be a star of the show for Italy. <laughs> just want to oh, run God, through this... your just want to run through your eleven. Yeah, I was just thinking of an Italian dynasty then of 10 years of winning everything and thought, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I don't think I could deal with it. Um, I had Danny Ward in goals, so maybe this is where you win. Nah, well, he, he's yeah, a good player. He'll save him. Good, good player. Um, Joachim Merler at right back. Uh, Laporte at centre back. Chiellini at centre back with him. Uh, Spinazzola also at left back. Ditto with the Yorkshire Perlo in the DM role. <laughs> Barella and De Bruyne play centre mid. Renato, Schick, Sterling score all the goals up top. Yep. Good Euros. This Love has been a good round. Good Euros. Yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed the tournament. I know the football has gone a bit out the window in the latter stages, mm. but we were talking about this today. I struggle to really remember tournaments where a team has really dominated all the way through and you've had good football. But then I think the, uh, you know, the last tournament, the, the world cup with France, the, the semifinals and final were excellent in that tournament. Um, they were good, but also yeah. they struggled against Australia. So what? Does yeah, that no, I just mean about? in terms of the football being okay. played in the uh, latter yeah. stages. Yeah. The, the, the overall standard of football in the latter stages, this Euros, it's kind of fizzed out in the semis. Two teams kind of... Denmark, England, not quite as bad as Spain, Italy, which turned into a bit of a shit fest. But hopefully the final's better. I'm looking forward to it. I don't reckon it will be. I reckon it's going to be another shit fest. Yeah. But, you know, it remains <laughs> to be seen. We've been wrong about a lot with this tournament. So... Perhaps oh, yeah. this is the kiss of life. Well, at the end of the day, we're just two morons on the internet talking about football. So <laughs> just saying everything we know? that's already been said. What do we know? Absolute armchair experts. Do you have anything Are else you? you wanted to do you have anything else you wanted to go over before we wrap it up? Uh, no, nah, not at all. I do, we've covered everything. It's been a good pod. Has it? Yeah, that's not, well. That's not for us to decide. Whatever. That's for as long our, as I'm happy with it, I don't care. That's for our loyal handful of listeners. <laughs> I can't wait for this to hit their Friday morning drive. This is going to be great. Yeah. All right. We might wrap it there then. And we'll... Uh, Peace. You coming over for the final or what? We'll... Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about that off air or... Nah, we should live potter is what I'm getting at now. Yeah, we, we'll... Uh, I don't know. We're going to do something for the final, whether we just end up recording that night after or something, or maybe we go live straight after or during or pre game. I don't know, but we'll see either way. You'll hear from us next week. Yeah. Peace. Love it. No worries. Ciao. Forza Italia. Is it coming home? 
it's coming home. It's coming Rome. 